Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Dream Job Ready podcast. My name is Dane Sharp. I'm your host as always. And this week, I'm also a new starter in a new dream job for a new business. If we're connected on LinkedIn, you may have seen my update announcing that I've accepted the role of CMO for a business called Together AI. The company is a tech startup and we're working on building a mental health and wellness app for families. Now, did you know that roughly 15 to 20% of young people aged between 4 to 17 will go on and experience mental health problems this year alone? The reasons are plenty from bad family relationships or abuse to things like loneliness and online cyberbullying. The current findings and the stats that come out of that, which have been escalated by COVID-19 and its byproducts of lockdowns, increased screen time, increased social media use, are terrible. And as a new dad, I saw Together AI's cause and focus on improving family and children's mental health, and I wanted to be a part of it. I'm absolutely wrapped to join the Together AI family, uh, and I'm wrapped to be part of the journey to try and help this business make an impact uh, in in, a series of really important issues. Now, I also wanted to celebrate and share the news of my dream job because we don't do that enough. I wanted to celebrate the news of my dream job more than just posting on LinkedIn. So I've decided to do something a little unique uh, and hopefully fun here on the podcast. I've invited our founder and CEO, Josh Wilson, onto the show and I've asked him to prepare three key reasons why starting this company and leading this company into the future will be a dream job for him. Now, I don't know if he will or will not admit that working with me uh, and being my boss will make it a dream job. I'll leave that to him to decide. But more importantly, Josh has already successfully launched and scaled several businesses in his career. So his advice and insights of how to do it um, will be helpful um, for anyone listening that's hoping, hoping to do similar. This is Dream Job Ready with Dane Sharp. Joshua, thanks for joining me. Congratulations on the announcement, mate. Mate, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's really exciting to finally, I guess, lift the lid a bit on uh, on what we've been up to. Yeah, we've been working on it for a little while, but yeah, great to announce it. Um, now let's get into it. I asked you in preparation for this quick interview to give me, you know, three reasons, if you could, why starting this new business and taking on this new job is going to be a dream job for you. Yeah, um, I think they're actually pretty easy to come up with. Um, I think kind of like ranking them in order. For me, uh, the first one was the opportunity to be able to, I guess, have an impact uh, on the day-to-day, um, but also kind of, I guess, on a big scale uh, when we're successful uh, was was a was an appealing thing. Um, the second for me, I guess, at a personal level, was just alignment uh, of, you know, what we're doing as a business to, I guess, where I'm at personally uh, in my life. Uh, 
guess from a values and a, and a faith perspective as well, it's really exciting to be doing something that kind of lines up end to end on, on that uh, for the first time, I would say. Uh, and then the third one is, is just the people part of it, um, being able to work with awesome people like, like yourself uh, and the rest of the team and, and everyone who's kind of jumped on board to, to get amongst it with us. Awesome, mate. So impact, alignment on your values, which I know is crucial because we've already started working pretty intensely on what the business's values are going to be. Um, yep. And I think to your point on people, started bu- started building the right team uh, and the right group of people to kind of bring this to life. If, if we can jump in on, on each of those a little bit more, because um, I know, you know everyone, everyone has a different approach and, and a different you know, set of backgrounds coming into a new role. Talk to me about the impact because you don't, you know, we turn on the news every night and obviously right now we're seeing so many different statistics about mental health, especially with children and, you know, the increased adoption of screen time and all that kind of stuff we're looking at pretty intensely right now. Um, but the opportunity to, you know, get ahead of that, get in front of it um, and, and try and make a difference before it's too late is something we're talking about a lot. So, um, you know, I'd love to know from your side, what was, was there a a stat that you saw or was there an insight that you picked up on that kind of drove the decision to to turn this into a reality uh look i think there's a there's a few kind of like factors in play um yeah there's obviously i guess my personal experience having you know uh had brushes with anxiety over the years um and knowing how challenging that can be uh and also being i guess lucky enough to have the support network around me that i did with my family um, but I guess knowing that so many kids don't have that. Um, and so I think one of the stats that really kind of jumped out at me and, and we've spoken about it, you know, when we kind of sitting down talking about how do we, how do we talk to families about what we're doing, um, was the one, uh, where, you know, something like 70% of parents feel that they struggle to communicate effectively with their kids. And when you understand how effective, uh, how important, sorry, communication is, in developing, you know, that positive mental health, in you know, overcoming those challenges that we all face in, you know, in different ways. And then you realise that something like seven in 10 parents, carers, you know, whatever the, whatever the label is, depending on the family, feel that they struggle to do that. Um, for me, that was a real, I guess, incentive to kind of come in and do something that's going to hopefully, you know, switch those numbers around. Yeah, that, that one was such a horrible shock for me to, you know, read and hear as well, you know, being a new dad and then and then seeing, as you said, you know, seven to ten people admitting that they struggle to do it, have have trouble doing it, can't, you know, communicate with their kids about uh, I guess the, the issues at the right time is is super confronting and something that, you know, we hope together AI can help fix and improve. Um what about alignment? Talk to me a little bit more about that and, and you know, what values you're trying to bring into the business or, or equally important, you know, what values you're already establishing with Together AI? Yeah, that that's an important one. Um, I guess kind of like coming from the journey that I that I had in, in Startup Land, you know, I've done two. Um, they've both been pretty successful and they were both really fun businesses to work on, you know, the sports tech and, um, and, and superannuation. And certainly I'd say in super, like, you know, it's pretty easy to draw a line uh, around kind of making a positive impact in people's lives. Um, you know, we, we did and we'd save people money and, and that's really awesome. Um, but I guess kind of like having the year that I had last year and, and the opportunity to start with kind of a blank canvas. Um, for me, one of the things that was on my mind even when I was at Grow and finishing up there was 
I guess trying to do something that was having a real positive impact uh, on on people and that kind of I guess drives out of you know my faith like I recently I guess kind of in the past year and a half came back to my back to my faith which is um which is Christian and so I just wanted to do something that was kind of an outworking of that um I think that Christians often do a really bad job um <laughs> in actually kind of matching their lives to the values that they that they claim to to have so for me the opportunity to do something that was kind of an outworking of that, um, but also, you know, a legitimate business and something that was going to help a lot of people was, you know, it's exciting. Um, and I think that even though the business obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's its own thing and it's got its own values. Um, you know, there's enough of that around helping people, um, have the right conversations, you know, when we did our values, having that empathy, you know, looking to solve problems using technology to empower, um, all of those kind of things are, you know, for me personally, there's enough of my value set infused into that where I can kind of come to work every day and be like, that's, this feels good. Um, I guess personally, as well as at a, at a business level. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. And can I, can I just dive a little bit deeper into that and just ask you as a business leader, the importance to have the right values, uh, and buy-in from your team in a company yeah, how do you approach that and, how, and what advice would you give someone else that's coming into a business and going, okay, I need to kind of really establish the right, you know, purpose and values for this business amongst my team? How do you approach it? Yeah, look, I think, um, I think like, uh, like with a lot of things in business, there's like an art and a science side to it. So, you know, I always try and not to be kind of too formulaic with, with kind of over-engineering something. Um, at the same time, you've got to kind of have a base structure, but I think, um, for me, especially at this kind of like embryonic stage of, of the business, it's, yeah, the, getting the right people in the room to have that conversation at the beginning is, is critical. And I mean, you and I have spoken about this kind of, you know, multiple times before. One of the strengths that we've built, and I would say, you know, without blowing my own horn, one of the strengths of the companies that I've built in the past has always been getting really good people in the room early. And as a leader, that's one of the things that, when you're starting something like this, that it is your responsibility to get the right people. Cause if you get the right people in the room and then you can kind of set like that kind of base, you know, what do we want to aspire to be without kind of overly defining it uh, as a group and then starting to work back and say, okay, this is kind of, I guess our North star as much as I hate that term, but you know, let, let's just kind of like choose the direction that we want to go those values almost become like an outworking of what are the principles that we want to take in in getting there so for me yeah in in coming up with those values it's almost as important to be really clear in what you're not going to do uh, <laughs> as much as what you are going to do um and letting your people kind of have buy-in to that and and shaping that because as soon as it's a group thing and it's a collective thing you know, you get that kind of diversity of opinion that's super important, but there's that sense of ownership, um, which I think is really important. And again, like as we've seen, I guess, kind of on the day to day, we've had discussions in some of our strategy meetings where in our product meetings where we kind of come back and say, oh, you know, it would be cool to do that. But, you know, does that really fit in with this value at this stage if we're not really there with the product yet? So should we hold back on saying that until we get to that kind of point in time? And that's one of the most satisfying moments that you can kind of have as I guess you know a leader or as a as a member of that team to be able to like hey we came up with these with these values they obviously 
means something because it's other people in the team saying, you know, let's adhere to them rather than me having to, um, which is the last thing that I really want to be doing. So, yeah, I think getting that kind of collective buy-in, um, not trying to over-engineer it and make sure that you have the right people in the room to start are, are probably the three things that are most important. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. It, it makes me think about a, a bunch of uh, advice or insights past guests have shared as well uh, and, and kind of that art and science around having those and, and allowing people a bit of freedom but also treating them a little bit like guide rails, if you will, to, to yep. help decide what you should do instead of necessarily all the million things you could do. Um, yeah. yeah, so had some really good chats actually, like you know, personal kind of stuff with, with uh, Neil Ridgway, like former mentor and former boss, but then also other people that I've never worked with, um, you know, the guys at Finder, et cetera, that have really yeah. put massive emphasis behind their values and how they help upskill or, or kind of up knowledge um, staff to kind of get straight into it and understand the way of the business. So uh, probably going to be as important going forward as, as our team obviously grows. Um, and you know we've already kind of harped on team a little bit, but but maybe that's the the perfect way to round it out. Um, is I guess new job for you, new business, and, and new new team. Some people you have worked with before, and you know people such as you and myself have known each other for a little while. But um, what's it like as a leader? And any advice you can give those out there that are that are doing similar or about to to kind of help foster and build a new team? Yeah, look, again, like coming back to that art versus science thing. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, look, when you're starting from scratch, I guess, you know, it changes as you get bigger. Um, although I don't think the, the principles and the fundamentals should change too much. Um, you know, at the start, at this stage of something, you're looking, I think, for people that you believe will, I guess, leave egos at the door, um, who will be passionate about what it is that you're actually, you know, looking to do. Um, people that will challenge you and will challenge ideas uh, and will challenge each other, but they'll, you know, will critique the idea, not the person. Um, and people, I, like the big thing for me is, um, yeah, a lot of the time you hear that saying, you know, friends and business shouldn't mix, you know. Um, and I've always been really not a fan of that idea at all because I look at something, you know, what's the key kind of ingredient in uh, a friend? Uh, trust is is one of the key ingredients for me. If I'm going to start a business with someone uh, or, you know, <laughs> have someone join my, my company, um, especially, again, at this early stage where it's so critical and everyone's so kind of like personally invested, well, trust is a pretty important ingredient <laughs> in, in that as well. So, if I can establish trust with someone and, and I like to usually start by giving trust and then working back from there, um, you know, I want to be friends with you. We're going to share some experience together. We're going to share good times, bad times in a business. So for me, you know, uh, for better or worse, I do become friends with the people that I work with. And have there been some times where it hasn't worked? I, yeah, sure. But I would say that like less than 5% of times. Um, and, and it does create something special where, you know, yeah, you've got to be the boss, you've got to be the leader, and sometimes you're going to make really tough decisions. But um, when you have that trust, when you have that friendship, even if I've had to fire someone that I'm friends with, um, you know, I can hand on heart say that I'm friends with a lot of people that I've fired um, because they know that if I've made that decision, when I tell them why I've made that decision, they can they can trust that 100%. They might not like it, Um but 
you know, doesn't make it harder to have some of those conversations, sure, but you also, I think, makes it a much richer experience because people can invest all of themselves into into the experience without feeling that you've kind of got to compartmentalise, like, me, my work self, my home self, you know. Um, people are much better when they're happy, they're relaxed, they're bought in, they're not kind of having to shift mindsets. Um, if you can create something where people can just come in and, and do that and be that um, and they're accepted and they're loved and they're built up and you're doing something that you're really believing and you're sharing that success, when the tough times come, you can kind of, you know, <laughs> I'd much rather go through a tough time with a friend than someone who I've got a kind of so-so relationship with. So, you know, it's maybe a little bit unconventional, that advice, but the advice that I would you know, kind of say, is that you look for talent, of course, um, but some of those other intangible qualities, you know, trust, character, um, integrity, and someone who you actually enjoy spending time with uh, are probably not the worst things to look at, especially in an early stage business. Yeah, mate, and I think just, again, to build on trust even further, um, crucial to actually make that brand relevant uh, and trusted by consumers or customers or users these days right um you know we're we're playing and we'll play in a um you know a a, a difficult space and um one that is you know very broad and and very different from family to family you know child to child parent to parent um and we're going to continually need to prove that hey we're we're here for you we're here to improve your life etc um, may just sign us off, um, you know, tell us, I guess, uh, and tell the listener, more importantly than me, because uh, I'm, I'm hearing you repeat it every day, um, <laughs> you know, Together AI, we're, we're soon to be releasing a, a beta um, sort of MVP version of our app, yep. which will get into hands of parents and children and getting them using this and, um, you know, in turn starting the right conversation. Just sign us off with, I guess, the, the clear purpose um, that we've been able to set and, and kind of treat as that North Star guidance uh, within the business. Yeah, cool. I mean, and really quickly, if it's all right, just before um, I go there, because it kind of segues into that on that trust thing, I think, you know, I think businesses are maybe only just starting to realise that trust is actually going to be one of the most valuable commodities that you know, they can have, I think, coming into this kind of like new new period of business, I think trust in institutions, in our systems, in in tech, um, in companies is at, at an all-time low and I don't think it's going to get any higher anytime soon. Um, you know, I think there's, there's real problems with companies that kind of take, I think, kind of frivolous and I'd say, you know, quite transactional approaches to trust. You know, I think we all see um different times where companies will come out in support of something after it's safe to uh even though yeah it's not like these things just started being issues when it was cool to to have them as issues so i think trust is trust is just like fundamentally important it starts at that kind of like molecular level in a com- uh, in a company between the people that are that are actually working there and so you know again for me i guess kind of coming back to the question like what is it that we're what is it that we're really trying to do um, you know, we want to enable families to have the right conversations at the right time about mental health. Um, yeah, and that means being able to kind of understand when things are going wrong. It means being able to equip both, you know, kids and carers, trusted adults, parents, um, with the tools and the language to have the right conversation. But again, like fundamental to having that right conversation is trust. 
Um, you know, we are in the trust building business um, because we want parents and kids to be able to trust each other more, to be able to communicate effectively. As you said, they need to be able to trust us. Um, you know, that's that's kind of like one of the foundational kind of pieces. And it is one of our values, right? Be trustworthy. Um, so, yeah, for me, you know, coming back to what we do, enabling those families to have the right conversations at the right time to to build that positive mental health and, and hopefully help kids kind of grow up into happy and well-rounded young adults, um, you know, and overcome challenges. They're not going to get through without having any challenges. So hopefully, you know, for those kids that do go through challenges, we can kind of be there to support them and their families in, in navigating that, um, yeah, and coming out the other side, better people. So yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. That's gold, mate. And you know, my thoughts, um, you know, as a new dad, I, I feel like I've, I've finally grown up uh, and I get to watch my little son, you know, go through everything that is growing up over the next however many years. Um, yeah. But I also, you know, understand, especially even more so now after, you know, getting into a lot of the data insights, how complicated it can be for a lot of people, um, a lot less fortunate people. So um, I'm, you know, adamant we're going to bring a great product to life. Um, you know, my little, my little man and my family will be using it once it's ready and once he uh, is probably a little bit older than he is now, but he's already starting to watch uh, the Wiggles, et cetera, on, on my devices. So, uh, so game on. Mate, congratulations again. Really excited to be on this journey with you and uh, I'll check in with you in six months to make sure it's still a dream job and then again <laughs> accordingly from there. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Hopefully Joel can finish our app in six months. There it is. There's a plug. <laughs> All right, mate. Hey, thanks again. Uh, and thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Dream Job Ready. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe and leave a comment if you love it. Thank you very much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.